Jump Peeps, Brian Jump, SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Hey, Ben, what's going on, man? 2023, can you believe it? I always talk about how fast time moves, and holy shit, here it is. Feels like this year just skyrocketed, doesn't it? Do you have a good New Year's? Good New Year's Eve? A good Eve of the New Year's Eve? To me, it's always more fun to go out the Eve of the Eve than the Eve. And the day is just kind of like a letdown, you know? Unless you have zero expectations, and then it's, ah, it's not bad. Anyway... Tunes provided by Mazzy Star. I think her partner died of a drug overdose, maybe? And then they just took a shit, so. Good 90s, uh, what do you want to call it? Like lo-fi, basically, is what it is? Anyway, good stuff, man. So, yeah. Last week was crazy. It's crazy town. We, uh, I didn't expect to be busy between... Christmas and New Year's. That's usually kind of a, uh, it's kind of a throwaway week. It's a good time I would, would have thought to travel. Um, and a lot of people did, but here's, here's the kicker. And this is something that last year, I don't know. Last year was different because well, it was pandemic, but I don't know. We were busy last year, but I, I felt like a lot of people were still getting new cars and the cars were getting jacked up. This year, there's been a small percentage of that, but it was mostly just people had jacked up cars and they're off work. They're like, kind of like the pandemic. I got nothing better to do. My car's messed up. Let's get it fixed. It's like, all right. It's crazy. The amount of money that an average American or up, upscale American has. I mean, at least in Southern Cal, I look around. There's a lot of wealthy people. And when I say wealth, I'm not talking like billionaire. I'm just talking about comfortable. You know, strong discretionary income. There's a shit ton of Teslas. Rivians are starting to come out of the woodwork everywhere. I see Z06s, like new ones, like they're nothing. It's just like, I don't know, man. I just, I don't get it. We just, I think money's easy. I, I really do, you know, in, in the, the money regions of the United States. And it's just, I'm just telling you what I see. I mean, I, you know, I'm often wrong, very often, like probably 90 percentile wrong on some of my, my opinions or my diatribes or whatever, guys. But I'm telling you what I see, and, I, and I, I see it. I mean, it doesn't mean it's truth. You know, I see ghosts too, but that's another, for another podcast. Wink. But, uh, kidding. But no, I mean, anyway, so yeah, we just, we were busy. A lot of people, a lot of students getting their cars fixed before they go back to college. I need to get little Billy, little Sarah's, or Grant, the guy with the teal blue uh, nail polish, which kind of caught me by off, off guard a little bit. I tried to mask my surprise. It's like almost taking a gasp and then putting your hand over your mouth real quick. Oh my God, what is that teal nail polish doing on a guy that looks like completely corporate, except he's got, I'm like, is he into music? I mean, or is he into something else? I'll let you guys decide. I didn't ask, I'll tell you that. But the city that he told me he lives in is a very, man, I got to think of a politically correct word here. Um, very expressive city in Los Angeles. How's that? Yeah. 
a lot of alternative lifestyle people. So yeah, just uh, there you go. Hang your hat on that one. So anyway, wow. So going back to Mazzy Star real quick. I'm looking at this stat. 4,386,167,000 monthly listeners. And they're not even putting out any new music. That's freaking... Music is gold. It's auditory gold, man. I don't know. Holy shit, Mazzy Star. Maybe she's performing with somebody else. I got to look it up. But uh, anyway, yeah. Back to Mazzy Star. Now we'll jump back off of that. But... Um, but yeah, no, we had a good, good New Year's. Like I said, the bit, the business was good. Um, got a little bit of time, uh, but honestly, we didn't work Christmas Eve day that Saturday. But we worked New Year's Eve day. I worked all the way till five. We had cars to push out. We were working on projects. Um, we got a Porsche that we're uh, starting to finally jump in on. Uh, we're backdating a, uh, a 911 to uh, what's called an RS, which is just going to be a fun little sick car. Um, still working on the buses, but we're about ready to cut bait on one of them. And my daughter's car, she's off college, so uh, excuse me. Um, apologize. Uh, not a lot of sleep the other night because of New Year's. But uh, the daughter's car got that one done because she, uh, just like my customers, just like the people that are coming in, you know, they, she wanted to get her car done before she goes back to school. And people were off work, same thing. I want to get my car fixed. So yeah, so it's just been it's been good. Hopefully you guys are busy like us. Um, anywho, so that being said, we're going to pull up the notes here. I got, we got some good ones, guys. We really do. Um, first of all, let's talk about it since it's that time of year. Do you guys have any new year's resolutions? Have you put down the patent paper? Did your lady or family, girlfriend, wife, lover, did you, did, did you guys have that combo? Like, Hey, what are you going to do different in 23? What's your plan? I mean, it's, it's funny with the passing of time, especially something hard. I mean, deaths will also do this to you. And even, maybe even births, but you just kind of just, it's like you pull back from the racetrack just for a minute. You hop off the treadmill and you're, you look out the window proverbially, per, proverbially. That's not even right either, is it? You get my point. And you just, and you just start to take stock and where you're at. Like, okay, here I am. I'm age 32 or 50 or 19 whatever whatever you are and my life is going this direction this trajectory am i happy with this do i need to lose some from belly fat do i need to get more energy do i want to do this do i want to try whatever it's usually a time of reconciling right of recognition and it's funny the, the younger i was the more i really got into it right now i i it's fun to think about it but i don't really you know i i don't take too much stock in it because i what i've learned is and there's been some learnings over my 50 years. It's that your New Year's resolution should be weekly. They really should, or monthly, okay? You shouldn't be, and I, I can't say you. Let's, let's flip the coin, strike that from the record, Your Honor. I shouldn't be thinking I'm only going to do a resolution once a year. That's served me well, and I don't know if it would serve you well, but that kind of thinking, it allows me to do it on a weekly or monthly basis, and then I can iterate, and I, I just feel like I get a better quality of life, you know? I, because every week, to me, is kind of like New Year's Eve. I, you constantly have to make changes. You iterate, you know? That's, my, that's the way at least I want to run business. I want to test, and I want to just move on the fly. I think you're way more deadly. Your, your weaponry, your strategy is just so much more effective, if you will. So how about on a personal level? How about that? Have you thought about, you know, forget about business, but how about on a personal level? Have you guys, have you thought, hey, you know, I want to eat better or I'm going to get more sleep or I'm going to get one of those whoops 
and throw it around my wrist and measure my sleep. And, you know, you got all these wearables now that can give you so much data, which is kind of cool if you think about it. Um, but do you, do you really want that data? You know, I don't know. I mean, sometimes it's too much TMI is TMI, right? You know, so I don't know. I don't know. On a personal level, yeah, I want to get more healthy. I always do. Um, and it's just natural to think about it more around the turn of the turn of the year. I'm definitely going to help our dogs out. we got a bulldog and a little shitbox. And uh, I believe that really is truly the, the breed of this dog. Um, it's an SB, yeah. And uh, I'm going to try meal prep. I had this doctor come in for the dogs, like real people food instead of like, like farmer dog food or whatever it's called. And instead of just giving them that cardboard with filler shit, I'm going to try... We, we switch food up. I'm gonna, I know I'm off target here, but just, just give me a second. Give me a little bit of breathing room and I'll get back on to We'll talk PDR and, and good shit as always. I promise. Or your money back. Um, twice. I'll give you two times your money back. Um, but this, this doctor came in and she had a, know, another shit box. It was like 17. And the dog looked real, for 17, that kind of breed. I'm like, yeah, your dog actually looks really good. She's like, yeah, we don't feed it dog food. We, we make the dog dog food. I'm like, and her, she's an optometrist, and the husband's a retired cancer uh, doctor. And then he, I mean, I'll, I'll share some other stuff that he said too. Be good for all you guys. Like, I should, eh, yeah, I'll say it, but I, we need to have an episode about it too, because it's it's about just being healthy overall, like things you should do around PDR and stuff, because there's some things we do that's not 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 at all healthy. Um, but anyway, long story short. Keep the teeth healthy and the gums healthy. And he talked about eating. They, she talked about him eating raw carrots and shit, and bones. And then just basically, just if you cook them real food, you know, no salt, it's way better than dog food. Well, I guess you know, common sense would say, oh yeah, it probably is. Doesn't have all the preservatives and all that other shit. So we're gonna try it. If my dogs start looking better, acting better, I don't know, they start doing tricks that I ask them to do, I might continue that. If not, they're gonna go back on the cardboard and filler diet. But anyway. But as far as health, this one cancer doctor said two things. He's like, you should always wear gloves. He looked at the compound when I polished the, their Tesla. I was doing it in front of him. There was a little spot that, that she's like, can you get this little spot out? I'm like, sure. So I ran over. He's like, you should be wearing gloves. And he goes, that, that, that product, I guarantee, has benzene in it. And benzene is a, cause, a, can, a cancer causer. And sure shit, I had the bottle. I looked. It was uh, 3M, uh, polish number one. Sure shit, benzene. And it, it didn't say benzene. It was some other chemical a derivative of benzene or whatever he's like yeah you should always wear gloves primary to do that kind of stuff and probably not try to breathe it um and they went on and on for a little bit on a little bit of a diatribe about you know what causes cancer and because he saw it you know when he was working and he's just kind of he's trying to help out you know i mean I, I i got that i mean i wanted to give the dude a big hug but you know i don't roll like that but you know anyway nothing wrong with that if you do you know there's there's a place in the world for huggers um actually i do i i give hugs but anyway We'll circle back to that another time. So anyway, the last thing I will tell you guys uh, that's kind of on my resolution-y, not resolution, but resolution. The only thing in business that, I'm, I'm, that I've reconciled that I, I'm not, I haven't been doing or talking, thinking about, but I started taking stock when the, the clock seemed to slow down right around the turn of the year here the last couple of days. I, I think I want to work a little bit less and I want to play a little bit more. You know, the, the, the kid in you, you know, that 10-year-old or 12-year-old, that we shouldn't push down that voice. And even if you look ahead at your 85-year-old self, what that, I mean, it'd, it'd be great to kind of sit in a room with all of yous, you know, from let's say age 10 to, God willing, 90, you know, if you feel good, right? Or call it 80, whatever you, wherever you feel like you should tap out. 
and then all those different ages would give would go to the mic and gives advice. <laughs> you imagine? I mean, it'd be kind of a trip. But it's like, what would your eighty-five year old self say to your your current self, or what would your ten year old self say to you now? You're way too fucking boring. You know, I mean, you can imagine the ten year old would tell you you're boring. You don't. You how the hell are you? Why don't you kill yourself? I mean, your life sucks. All you do is work and and pay bills and you never have any fun. You don't ride a bike, you don't ride a skateboard or whatever, and you don't take any, any risk, you're not doing any sports. And then the 85-year-old would say, why the fuck are you worrying about this and this and that? And, and you're wasting time spending around too many negative people. You know, so much good advice if you could kind of think about that, right? I mean, it's, you know, I don't know if that's ever going to happen soon, but if you can kind of just, kind of just theoretically, you know, in a dream state, think about what, you know, a semi-dream state, what, what those people, your people, would tell you. And it's just, it's powerful if you really can kind of kind of take that exercise. But anyway, for me, a little bit less work and a little more play. That's kind of my, beyond my other strategic business stuff that we're, we're always doing and will continue to do. So anyway, moving on from New Year's, once again, I hope you and yours had a great. So are you a bunner or are you a home run hitter? If you follow baseball, which if you follow the podcast along with me, my family, my boys are baseball players, um, and we're a baseball family. We, I, their college was and is being paid for by that nice little round ball with the stitching in it. Thank you. Uh, pretty much 100% uh, uh, scholarships, which I'm very thankful for. I'm not going to tell you baseball was free, you know, getting them through all this stuff, but it did get them into some private schools and definitely got them into colleges, good colleges. So I'm very, very proud of their work ethic. Um, and but this this relates. This we're not really talking about baseball. This is just a, um, you know, a little play on words. So if you're a bunner, if you like to go for the safe little base hit, you know, with a little reward, or do you want to go for cracking, freaking balls and putting them over the fence where people get excited? I've talked about PDR being being a show guys i mean we are ringmen we are circus ringmen we're ringley brothers or vargas circus vargas whatever you know what's that um that crazy one that's out in like vegas and shit that surreal circus i forget the french one yeah it slips my mind but my point is we're entertainers and and that's that's the thing that you know we have to keep in mind is yeah we're trying to make money but we're also our job is to entertain uh to some extent, if you bore people and you don't give them beyond what they expect, you're just you're, yeah, you're gonna make money, but you're just not gonna get referrals and you're not gonna get reviews very often. You have to impact people beyond what they expected. I had during the break uh, on Yelp, I had like four or five people do reviews, and now I didn't ask one of them, which was kind of shocking. One lady left a freaking review, and we didn't even fix her car. She just really liked the way that we presented the estimate. We're professional. I, I always try to make a little bit of small talk with her, which I did. I said, hey, would you like to go have a drink and maybe dip in the spa later? And she said, wow. No, I didn't, not at all. But, but um, I'm married, you know. So and even if I wasn't, that's, that's, not, that's not, you know, hopefully you get my point. For those of you that know me, you kind of know the way I, I, I rant. For those of you who don't, that might sound kind of odd that I said that. But anywho. Um, so, yeah, we got a bunch of reviews. And the point was is that we, even the lady who we didn't even service, and, and I mean it all didn't service if you know what I'm talking about, it, it's – it's just taking it to the next level. So, so that's when I talk about bunting and hitting. It's the same idea. You can either go for the safe play, you know, or you can go for the big, the big home run hit, or hits. And I'll, I'll, 
I'll, I'll, I'll kind of dive a little bit deep, and then we'll go sideways here. So Aaron Judge, if you follow baseball, just got a massive contract, and there was a bidding war over him because he's six-foot holy shit, and he just has massive power, okay? When was the last time that a bunner had a bidding war over their contract? It doesn't happen, okay? And this, this will go directly towards your business. This aligns keenly just right down the road, okay? Here's the point I'm trying to make. So if you're just making little dollars off of little jobs, your business has little value. That's pretty much what I'm saying. And you might not be too happy about it. Okay. And I'm not saying that you should risk your family's livelihood or your livelihood, you know, but there's a time and a place. Okay. And let's just talk about different use out there because there's a lot of different people listen to this podcast. I mean, all six of you. And Uh, I think it's seven now. Um, And you're all different ages, okay? So there's some of you that are young. There's some of you you might be living with mom and dad, okay? You're young, and that's good. My 23-year-old still lives at home, and I want him to. I want him to be able to get a piece of real estate before he moves out. I don't want him to go out and rent, and he's busting ass. He's working two jobs, and he's going to get there quick. I don't care if it's a condo. Just get some real estate before you get out of the house. That way you're you're not, it's just financially, it's just a, a shit show if you don't so anyway so that how bunning versus swinging for the fences affects your business it is about risk okay if you're young like i said mom and dad living home it's time to take some big risks and you can play those risks if you know what they are and it's okay to do that now because if you if you fall off the ladder the ladder is only two rungs you're living at home what's your exposure if you have you know kids and a wife and a mortgage there's more rungs on that ladder you could fall from. Okay, you don't want to move those kids and and the wife into your mother-in-law and father-in-law's house. That would suck, and it does. People do that all the time. They take risks, but the time to do those risks, if you can, is when you're younger or have less financial responsibilities, less fiduciary. Okay, and what? Well, okay, let's go to the other side. Let's say you're getting ready to retire in five years. Are you really going to risk everything you've got over, you know, swinging for a huge ass hit? Excuse me. No, you're not. That'd be stupid. So, so you know, let's even go sideways now. What are those risks, Brian? What risk are you talking about? You talking about robbing a bank? What are you talking about? No, I'm not talking about robbing a bank at all. I'm talking about taking risk with your your PDR business. So, so examples. What? Here's one. Partnership. Let's say there's a large company that that you hit up, and they're like, yeah, we wouldn't mind taking taking a partner like you along and and, and aligning your business with us, and you could use our brand. Or maybe there's an investor that you, a family member or another business says, hey, you know what? Let let's let's partner up. You know, I'm gonna, I'll let you use my window tint uh, company, and you can come in here and get free rent, and I'll get a piece of it, and for all the growth and da da da. I got some ideas, okay? Or you, here's another one. You're gonna, you found this this bitchin' location, but the lease is exceptionally high. You're like, holy shit, man! I, I don't know if I could afford that. Well, when would you take that risk, right? Depends on the stage of your life and your exposure. But this is why I talk about, about home run hitting versus bunting. Okay, Some people are not going to change what they're going to do because of fear, and they're just going to constantly be bunting, even when they got no exposure or very little exposure. Okay, It just it really depends on, on your point of your life and, and what you're willing to, to accept. Okay, you know Another one, another, another uh, thing about or another example right, would be hire people to help you scale your business. 
you know, and or expand your service menu. Okay, that's a risk, of course. Now, how much? It just depends on how big you're going to go, how much money you're going to spend, who you're going to hire, blah, 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 blah. These are all upsides, but they also have downsides. Of course they do. And a lot of people don't want to do this or don't even think about it. You know, and that's this podcast is about you guys hopefully learning from what I've learned over my 30 plus years and utilizing it to be bigger, better, stronger. That's it. This is we're trying to make better businesses, all of us. And hopefully you can learn from some of my my wins and some of my losses because I've had a, a, a lot of losses, you know, and that and that's a good thing. It really is. So those are the examples. There's obviously umpteen more, but I'll ask you this. Once again, I'm going to pivot. Here I go. Above all else, are you happy? Are you happy day in and day out? Michael, Tom, Steve, Evan, all you guys listen to this podcast and more. Are you guys happy? Okay. Truthfully, you can tell Uncle Brian. Don't lie. Lie to the wife. Lie to the girlfriend. Lie to your mom. Don't lie to me. Okay. Remember the days when you made great money or great things happened. That, that adrenaline, those, those endorphins that were coursing through your, your veins, our attitude will be directly affected by those results. It's crazy because, like I said, endorphins, you know, those little, those little natural drugs that our bodies produce for us, okay, that's important. That really has a huge effect on how our lives play out, okay? And our attitude, you know, will directly affect what we do in the future. And it, this, and this doesn't make sense. Hopefully, it makes sense. What I'm basically saying is, when you're happy, better things are going to happen. You're going to do greater things. It's going to be easier to perform. And it, it's take to really understand this in business. It's taken me decades to learn this lesson. It really has, because I, I really didn't. I mean, I kind of probably knew it a little bit, but I really didn't knew it to the depth and the breadth of how the way you feel, your mood, how it can really affect how successful you've been and how powerful your business can be. You know, and, and so what can you do? What can you do here in 2023? It's a brand new year. It's a brand new month, brand new week. What can you start to do? And maybe you're already doing it, but what can you do? Obviously to make more money, but enjoy it. Because I mean, that's what life's about at the end of the day, right? We're, we're trying to be happy. So how about your environment? Where do you work? How do you work? Your environment could be a shop. Your environment could be another shop that you're subleasing. An environment could be your vehicle. Okay, are you happy with your environment? Do you feel good? Do you get in and you feel kind of disgusted? Or do you feel shitty when you get there? I mean, is it just kind of like a, a gray cloud which you just kind of block out? Or do you really enjoy and look forward to getting to where you go every day? How about your customers? Do you really like your customers or are you just kind of like ambivalent about it or meh? You know, your customers, as much as you think that they choose you, you choose them. You choose them through razor sharp marketing. So you need to know, you need to recognize, hey, do I like these customers or are they a bunch of shitheads? Okay, I'll give you an example. And I'd love to talk about shitheads. I could talk about them all day. So I have this wonderful, wonderful lady and her husband, Tansy and Patrick, and they have a window tint shop directly behind me in our complex, and they refer us quite a bit of business. 
the way that they do it is they've been burned before by not walking vehicles when they come in for prior existing damage. And when they take the car in for window tint, then all of a sudden it's quite a bit of times that they're accused of causing that damage. So what they do is they walk the car and people will often say, oh, I didn't even know I had X, Y, or Z. And they'll say, well, yeah, and if you want it fixed, guess what? I got this fantastic group behind us here, literally just 100 yards from here, and I can have them come over and give you an estimate right now if you want. So honestly, a couple times a day, we walk over to this window tint shop, and a lot of times they're not, it's a 2010 Jetta. You know, they're not, they're not, oh, wow, dents cost that much? Oh, wow, cost that much to paint a bumper? You know, or they'll hit us up for, uh, for dents, or not for dents, for uh, PPF. Hey, I got a brand new Tesla. I'm going to get the windows tinted. How much to PPF the front fenders and, and hood and bumper and blah, blah, blah. So we'll give estimates for that too. And it, it like I said, we make money off it. Tansy's really good. And her husband. They're, they're fantastic people. Great attitude. And like I said, they're, they're like all of us though. They've made mistakes and they're learning. They're trying to be better every day. And that's all that matters, right? So, but what, what we talked about customers, and that's where I'm going. I'm, I always get on these tangents. But Tansy especially, I deal with her more than Patrick. Patrick, I think, has another business, so he's in about half the time. But her and I talk about good customers versus customers that just aren't so sweet. And if she gets a customer where she could tell this person's just kind of, an, you know, exudes a holeness, they're just kind of douchey, she'll, she'll, side, she'll pass on them. If somebody's super sweet and she loves them, even if she doesn't think it's going to be business, she'll, she'll, hey, you need to meet this guy, Donnie or Dougie or whatever. You know, he's a nice guy. He may or may not do business with you, but you're going to enjoy his time. And, and yeah, I, I have enough friends and family that I don't need to meet a bunch of new people per se. But if I'm going to give a bid, I'd much rather give a bid, or an, a bid or an estimate to somebody who's a decent human being. And so that's the thing about it. We pick. Tansy picks them. I pick them based upon on how our, the vibe and how they act and all that. And sometimes you miss. Sometimes you don't read the writing on the wall. Sometimes they, the book is closed. You can't see what's going on inside. And once you've already given them a price, then all of a sudden the book cracks open and shit, it's a freaking naked circus of weasels and you just don't, you don't know what the fuck to do with it, man. Just get this naked weasel circus out of here. But like I said, life's not perfect. So so that that's one of the things you can do to be happy and make more money is, is choosing the proper customers. And what you do. Like, what do you do? I mean, it, it's do you enjoy what you do? Are you managing your company? Are you doing the service? Do you have people working for you? That's number one. You better enjoy what you do. Number two, what you charge. Do you appreciate yourself enough to charge the appropriate money or do you not have the balls? That's And I'm coming really hard at you guys right now and gals. You really need to charge what you're worth. And you can always go down. It's damn hard to go up. I do it occasionally. If somebody all of a sudden is irritating me or they canceled on me and then came back and I gave them a bid and they had a, oh, you know what? Yeah, no problem. I, oh, I did forget to put the hardware in on that. So there's some, some fasteners that I, I forgot. They're $89. Yeah, I totally forgot. I know we have, we, that's, we have to add those in. Otherwise, I can't do it. Totally slipped my mind or I didn't see the, the crack there. The, and I no, there's no fasteners. I'm just, just sweetening up that. I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll add a part in there somehow. But my point is, is if somebody needs, if I need to charge my money for whatever reason because I need to be happy, I'm going to do it. Otherwise, I'm not going to serve that customer. Who you serve, who you serve matters. Not just assholes, but the, the actual, the market itself. I talked about Southern California, certain areas where there's a lot of money. 
Okay, I'm not choosing. I had a guy come in. He worked at AMPM. How do I know? Because his shirt said "Welcome to AMPM" on his on his chest, and I don't think he owned it because he was driving a 2004 Corolla and it got smashed from the rear. And he wanted me to bungee cord his trunk and his bumper and this and that. That's not your or my customer. It's just not. And there's some of you out there that probably would have done it. He would have probably paid me a couple hundred bucks to do it. But that that's not who I want to serve for so many reasons on so many different levels. And it's how you serve them that also matters. Are they going to be happy when you're done? The service that you chose to do, is it typically conducive with a favorable outcome? I mean, is it? Paintless dent repair generally is. Okay? Or is your service by design problematic? AKA painting, for example. <laughs> you know, and the complaints might be rampant in certain kind of, you know, industries. You know, I'll give you an example. Um, years ago, I had a paint and body business and, and dents and training and manufacturing tools. And we were, the machine was freaking rocking. Okay, we were probably 80 to 110,000 a month gross. Okay, good money. It only took me about two to three months to realize I was miserable. Absolutely pissed out of my mind, coming home late, angry with my wife, kicking dogs. I didn't have time to spend with my kids at all for those three months. And I'm like, this is bullshit. And the kids were young. They were like, the oldest was probably five. But it wasn't the kind of lifestyle I wanted to leave. I wanted to have time with my kids. It wasn't just PDR. The body works were fucked everything. Painting, body kits for dealers. And we were doing all kinds of shit. Crashes, light crashes and stuff. And there was constant complaints. Hey, there's a run in the clear over here. Hey, you guys didn't get coverage on this. Hey, this this isn't the right, this color doesn't match perfectly. There's a flop or something. On and on and on. Hey, when you your guy delivered the car, uh, somebody re-ended him, he said. He just dropped it off, but who's going to fix this? Shit like that. Or no, there was a, I remember another one. There was a necklace. This lady promised there was a necklace in her center console and it's missing. Really? So you're accusing us of stealing some necklace? On and on and on. Talk about a shit show. No. That, who I chose to serve was my choice. And guess what I chose to do? Get the fuck out of Fullerton. I got out of that, that operation. I stopped serving dealers. We stopped doing paint. We continued with doing dents. And we continued doing paint. I was happy. Or happier. Was I making $100,000 a month? Not even close. But what does it matter if you're miserable? Fuck that. Okay. Some people are like, hey, fuck it, Brian. For hundred grand a month, I'll be miserable. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. I'll text me and I'll give you the blueprint. You're welcome to do it. Not me. I don't the headache factor reigns supreme with me. I don't want to have big money and big headaches. What are some other jobs that you think that people would be are just miserable, right? Just out of their gourd, just like, oh, F me in my life, man. Just stick a freaking dull butter knife through my eyes. How about the DMV? You hate to go to the DMV. I hate to go to the DMV. Imagine being the person that works there that has to see people that hate coming there. You know that they're just pissed to be there. That job would suck. Who picks to work at the DMV? I, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's just bad. It's just really bad. So, DMV. How about coders? My dad, rest in peace, was a programmer and I used to see this guy stress all the time. 
because he'd have bugs in his code. And they didn't have automatic debuggers. And his shit would not work for weeks. And he didn't get paid for weeks. So he'd chain smoke, get pissed, and drink. All because he couldn't figure out why that the freaking code wouldn't, wouldn't process and wouldn't run right. Programmers, coders have a lot of stress. What about an air traffic controller? You don't think those guys are guys and gals are stressed? Fuck yeah, they're stressed. All those hundreds of people that are in the air, and if they if they fuck up and, and screw up with a coordinate or this or that and the other, that's freaking a shit show. It's just not good. So yes, there's you can pick and choose what you want to do. If you want to work at DMV and you love to have people pissed to you, go right ahead. I don't know too many people that do, or a coder or air traffic controller or whatever. Okay, and there guys, there's other ways to be happy during work. There really is. I mean, I'll give you some more examples and then we'll sign off. Music. I love to have music because it sets my mood. And a good mood means I'm going to be happier to my customers. I'm going to feel better about what I do. I'm going to treat my wife better. I'm just going to have a better quality of life, right? How about what you wear? Okay. Not even, I'm not even talking stop. I'm talking about comfort. I used to wear like construction style boots or hiking boots because when we drag our feet around the ground, we're working on cars, we're getting low on doors and and fenders and shit, my, my shoes would get torn up and get all dirty. And so those heavy boots and stuff, they would wear out. They would wear and I, they would be fine. They would last, you know, a year, two years sometimes. But my feet always felt like they were freaking tired and, and walking around, my feet would be sore. I'm like, like, what am I doing? I don't need to wear freaking steel toe freaking construction boots or whatever. This is stupid. So I changed my shoes. And yeah, my shoes wear out once a month. In their freaking $20 Walmart Nike ripoffs, and I don't care because my feet are happy. And I feel, once again, it affects my mood. And my mood goes into how much I make and, and the quality of my life. Something stupid like shoes. Would you guys, could you guys even imagine? It's just, you wouldn't think that shoes are that impactful, but they are. Okay? And then just charging the right price. There's nothing worse than being a whore and not even knowing it. You're an unknown whore. Man, I didn't even know I was giving myself away for free. Yeah, but you, then you, all of a sudden you find yourself working on a dent or a job and you're like, fuck, I'm doing this job for 200 bucks and this is going to take me two or three hours? What the fuck was I thinking? And the person's not even going to appreciate it. They're going to be as picky as they, if you would charge six or eight. So you might as well charge the right price so you're, so you're happy. You feel your worth, right? It, it boils down to that thing I said earlier, the headache factor. There's one word you have to remember when it comes to the headache factor and that is avoid avoid it oh my god there's no and you have so much control in your life and your environment guys you just do you really do we're, we're not victims okay it's it just f formulate write the script write the movie to your life and then live it act it and you'll get an academy award of happiness you just will it's just the way it goes so yeah i just coined that academy award of happiness it wasn't on my notes anyway Congratulations on your award. I love all you guys, man. I really do. I hope you guys, here's to us all having a much better business in 2023. Um, like I think I said to Jared, I hope you guys two to five X your business. I hope you two to five X your happiness. Just when you thought you couldn't be happier, I want a wider smile that cracks the freaking skin on your lips because you're so freaking happy. That's just the way it needs to go, man. Life, it's one spin around, isn't it, guys? So anyway, thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed the New Year's Eve episode or the New Year's episode here in 2023, our first episode. I think we cracked through. I think it was 50,000 listens. 
So I'm really excited about that. I got to puff my peacock feathers a little bit. And uh, I feel great about that. So it means we're doing something that's half-assed right. So hopefully by the end of this year, we'll do something that's full-assed right. But I appreciate you guys. I love you guys, man. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to, uh, if you if you have an Instagram or Facebook, if you enjoy what you're listening to, post it up so others can, can hear about us and discover us. Because that gives me the opportunity to bring more people in. I can interview more people and so forth and so on. It's just going to be better content for you guys. Maybe we'll actually have a good mic. Maybe some good lead-in music instead of my my ch- cheesy AM radio sounding Mazzy Star coming in this morning on this one, etc., etc. Anyway, guys, thanks so much, and we'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Bye-bye for now.